Does everybody know what time it is? Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, yeah, it's Jim Murphy, oh yeah, dig it. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention, I'm busy taking all my sporks off eBay. Snap into a slim, Jim. Yeah, why didn't I think of that? Fuck! <laughs> so yeah, you brought it up, so I guess we do need to discuss. And let me, this is such a buckwild thing that's happened in Galaxy's Edge that it is now, it's now seeped into other shows. We've already discussed it on a load of BS, because what the fuck? They, uh, you motherfuckers... Couldn't just have leave well enough alone and keep the spork on the damn table. You stole all the sporks to a point where Disney World then said, All right, we'll bring them back. You gonna pay 11 fucking dollars for it, but we bringing it back. It's okay. It's okay if you want it. You got it. Cool. Uh, some people I talked to were confused that... Like, they were like, they used to be free. And I'm like, no, they used to not be free. They used to be silverware at a restaurant. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, don't, you don't go into Applebee's and go like, hey, I like this knife. I'm just going to roll out with this. Thanks for the free wine glass and salt shakers, said Applebee's. It means a lot. I mean, I do, I do appreciate they tried to up it by giving you, like, the little souvenir bag with the alien writing on the outside that says, I'm a dumbass. I bought an $11 spork. It's not like that's the only place in Disney World that's, like, quick service where they give you, like, real plates and silverware. It's just, I feel like it was because it was a themed spork. I mean, I guess if, I guess if the silverware, it, like, the canteen in Avatar Land was blue. People would have just been running out of there with that. Yeah, that's what they did. They made a mistake because they made it too cool. They made it too cool. Now people want to steal, of all things, a themed spork, which is a combination of words that the English language had not prepared me to say. <laughs> it is a badass spork. It is a very... It, hold on. Now, that's a combination of words that you weren't prepared to say is now, badass I've, I've always, sport. I've, I've been pro spork since at least high school. I remember... Do you remember the first time you... Now it's becoming like an Oprah interview. <laughs> do you remember the first time that you encountered a spork? For me, it was at KFC. KFC, it was. And only KFC, nowhere else in existence has sporks. And then for some reason, Galaxy's Edge was like, hey, you know what's cool? I just hung out with the Colonel for a few. You need to get on this spoon fork situation. It's real good. Why didn't they try to make it a bit more Galaxy's Edge and well, a little bit more I like theme? I mean, there is a thing in the Star Wars galaxy of combining two things together. So now they have fork and spoon makes spork. They have, like, flashlight and knife makes a lightsaber. 
I thought, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, make it a little bit more, feel a little bit more special. Instead of a sport, call it a fapoon. And now <laughs> you're going to Galaxy's Edge to get your spoon. That's the, I think that's one of the aliens from the canteen that played, like, <laughs> like, like the space oboe. Yeah, yeah, he plays that good, good jizz music all the time, and I refused. Anytime someone brings up that cantina, I have to immediately <laughs> remind people the style of music is called jizz. Everyone at home, if you're listening to some good... You're, you love jizz, is what you're saying, if you love that song. And guess what? I'll, I'll admit it. Love jizz. Big jizz head over here. But, like... You gotta be willing to admit it to yourself that you love jizz. I, I didn't want to go back to the sport thing. I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been very sport. Uh, the, the thing that got me on sports was not the KFC. It was the fact that I couldn't figure out what they were called in Spanish. Is it not just like one of those times where, like in a movie, they'll be speaking Spanish the entire time and then just insert the English word and then keep moving on? Well, that it was just my my I had a very odd high school English class, and it was like, oh, oh. here's the word for fork and here's the word for spoon, and it's like, well, what's the word for spork? You know, to be a dick, you ask those kind of questions. Yeah, and the teacher's like, ah, uh, I, I don't know, and it's like, well, then that's a problem. Now we're just gonna bring it up all all year long, and that's what we did. Yeah. We we painted, we spray painted a, a plastic one gold, and we hung it from the ceiling of the classroom, and it stayed there for I think a long time. I mean, you have to be like, it has to be straight up, just like je demande le 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 spork. Like it's got to be yeah. one of those where it's a, a full glottal stop into spork. Yeah, what if you brought a spork into Gusto's, he would probably throw a frying pan at your head. Yeah, yes. Oh, me. Anyone, no one can eat with a spork. <laughs> So that happened. Jim, did you complete the assignment I gave you before we came on live, which was to try to explain to me, because this is a home improvement episode, to, to try to explain to me the fact that there was once a time where you could be next to good Tim the Tool Man Taylor at Disney World? I, I looked into this a little. What I remember that from... It's one of the, like, Walt Disney World home video, like, vacation things, like the VHS tapes from the 90s. Oh, okay. And I do yeah. not have a, I don't have a VCR anymore, so I do probably still have the tapes. They're probably in that closet over there. Uh, I do not have <laughs> a way to watch them and see what the exact thing was. I'm assuming it was probably part of the, like, backstage tram tour when you still walk through half of it. What do you think the copyright would be if we just did a mystery science theater over a few of those videos and released it on Patreon. <laughs> just us watching it and just be like, nope, absolutely the, not. Like the old, the the very old uh, Disney, like, vacation planning videos? Yeah, the ones from straight up the 90s, the ones I, I grew up watching that made me never want to go to Disney World ever. I would probably ever. cry slightly because of the Disney Institute... And uh, the Brian McKnight song, Remember the Magic, it would probably it would probably put some tears in my eyes. And the castle, seeing the castle cake again would probably really mess me up. Yeah, it's you, me making a bunch of dumb goofs. Meanwhile, you're fucking sobbing yeah. in the corner the entire time. 
I wanted to do this. I literally, so I went in 93 and then I didn't go again until like the end of 99. So I missed this whole weird chunk where like they messed up Tomorrowland and they knocked down like half of Future World at Epcot. I missed all that fun stuff. You missed, uh, did you get to go when Stitch done fucked up the castle that one time? Uh, that was after I had came back from my stint as an employee. Okay. Well, Jim, unfortunately, this is not a podcast about sporks as much as that would be the best thing on the planet. This is a podcast about designing our own theme park. And in our absence in the past week, you have come up with the name Sitcot. I did. Which is the worst slash best name for a theme park of all time. So Sitcot is now coming to uh, to a city near you. And this week, Jim, we do have I, a very... I did assume that you were going to make, like, the Spaceship Earth be Fraser's giant head. Is what I... <laughs> yes! It's that or, man, there's not a lot of funny spherical stuff, is there? As far as, like, sitcoms are going. It's Sheldon's head, and he says Bazinga every single time someone enters, and at Park Open, it sounds untenable. It's just like, Bazinga, 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 Bazinga. Oh, banana, ba Bazinga. <laughs> okay. But this week, Jim, we do have a very specific show and a very specific challenge. <laughs> and it is home improvement this week did you were you a big home improvement boy i guess not um, growing up i but... <laughs> um there there i have like if you said like what like top five things you remember from home improvement it would be uh zachary ty Bryan's stupid haircut yeah um the the one time they did an episode about pot and like Tim Allen had to be, like, anti-pod, even though he'd been arrested for, like, crack. <laughs> and, uh, um, the, the fact that, like, every once in a while, Tom Poston would just show up. Yeah, yeah. And be, be related to himself. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm, the Christmas episode where they their house was so bright they could land an airplane. That was pretty much... See, I loved it as a kid, because as a kid, it wasn't home improvement, it was tool time. I was there to watch Tool Time, and the show had two commercial breaks, one to show a shitty sitcom, and the other one to show real commercials. I just watched exclusively for two... <laughs> Let me put it this way. In case you're wondering the type of child I was, one time, a teacher was like, if you would like, we can bring in a video to watch tomorrow in class. And I volunteered to bring in an episode of child sitcom home improvement. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, I got this fun episode of spongebob or this and i'm like have you guys seen home improvement it's so good but if we're gonna go back to an iconic or at least home improvement I, memories it's I entirely had gone, i had gone down this weird rabbit hole of uh magic of Penn and teller and they were on uh home improvement and so and they were on tool time and i watched that clip and then afterwards it's like oh you like tool time do you well here's here's yeah. al smelling boards Here's the man's bathroom. Here's the the soundproof booth. I didn't I didn't find the uh the paint the paint machine 
I yeah. remember the paint machine. I didn't really see that one. Well, in case you're wondering, the thing I remember most, it's the most horrifying episode of television of all time, and it's the Halloween episode that they did. And I cannot remember for the life of me why they were trying to scare the boy, but they were trying to scare the boy, Jim, and instead of scaring the boy, they scared me, personally, (laughs) as a human on this earth, because at one point... As a kid, I thought, oh my god, this is the most terrifying music of all time. It's real scary. As an adult, I've looked back and seen that it's in a God of Devita by Iron Butterfly. <laughs> but I was very scared of Inagata Devita as a child. And at one point, Jill turns around, and I don't know why, this was a very big issue I had as a kid, but if a mom got scary, it fucks me up. And (laughs) at one point, Jill turns around and she has glowing red demon eyes and fangs, and as a child, I saw that and said, fuck this show, I'm never watching it again, it betrayed my trust. It's the same reason I wouldn't go to Disney World, because that shitty Grim Grimming Ghost video. Um... They did multiple Halloween episodes, and really the only thing for some reason, the only thing I think of in my head is when, that I don't even know if it was a Halloween episode, but Tim Allen did dress up like Tarzan. Yeah. And that'll what? also scar you, I think. There are some fucking terrifying Halloween episodes. I mean, I guess appropriately it's for Halloween, but you'd think they would still try to keep on brand and not try to make five-year-old Scotty shit his pants, but he did anyways. But... It's now time to take all of that good knowledge and bring it into a theme park ride, Jim. And here's the thing. I, when you go to a theme park, and this is the problem we've been having, is a sitcom is really a slice of daily life. And you go to a theme park to try to escape daily life. And so I was like, what can I take from Home Improvement that, like, maybe a test track style sh- style ride, but instead you're helping Tim fix up a hot rod? And then I realized the ultimate thing to do is to draw inspiration not from Home Improvement, the television show, but from Home Improvement, the Super Nintendo video game. <laughs> I really thought all- you were going to try to, like, bring in, like, the fact that Jill spent, like, four seasons writing a master's thesis and you were gonna, like... <laughs> no. No, bud. I'm bringing up the, the sitcom Home Improvements video game, which is like saying that there's an Atari 2600, like, fucking Cheers game out there. It's not... It's untenable that Let's this Google thing that exists. One. So... Cheers video game. Okay. Google, give me something well, good. Well, the game is called Home Improvement Power Tool Pursuit. And here is the description. On a special broadcast of the show Tool Time, Tim prepares to unveil the new Benford Ultra Power Tool line named after him, the Benford Taylor Turbo Power Tool line. He goes to retrieve the tools, only to discover that they are missing and a note left in their place demanding Tim to come. Now, That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Now, at this point, Jim, you're thinking, oh, maybe he goes through, like, the set and goes and fights off, like, bouncing power tools or stuff like that. Here's the description of gameplay. 
The player's weapons include modified tools such as a nail gun, a blowtorch, which is used as a flamethrower, and a chainsaw that hurls energy waves. You know, the famed <laughs> chainsaw from Home Improvement that hurls <laughs> energy waves? It's my favorite now, episode. Now, Jim, you're designing a Home Improvement video game. Let's just say that. You're designing this game. What enemies would you put in? The children. The, <laughs> like the children, maybe sentient cars. No, uh, no. Um, uh, Bob Vila. Bob Vila, he could be there. No, in this game, these weapons are used to fight dinosaurs, acid-spewing mummies, robots, and other enemies. There's Fucking dinosaurs in the home improvement game, which is why in my ride, it's basically Ellen's energy adventure. It's just, <laughs> you watch an episode in dual time, then you go through and watch Tim Allen fight T-Rexes and shit, then you move to a different one, and now you're like in an Egyptian tomb, and you just go through these different stages, essentially, watching Tim Allen fight things, trying to rescue his beloved pal. Power tools. The game is broken down into four worlds, so we obviously have four sections: Dino Land, Egypt Land, Cold Land, and then obviously the Moon. And it, <laughs> <laughs> look, if Jimmy Fallon could do it, we could put Tim Allen on the Moon. Now, here's my favorite thing about the game. Firstly, I will say, pre-show. No explanation that any of this is coming. It is a whole big fucking pile of, oh, fun, tool time, home improvement. Why is that? Why is there a dinosaur here? What is happening? But my favorite part is the game had no real instruction manual explaining the buttons. In its place, there was a fake manual with a sticker which read, Real men don't need instructions, a message that also appears on the splash screen. What the fuck is this game? Entertainment Weekly gave the game C- and wrote that, so how do you think a video game version of the top-rated sitcom should be set up? A digitized Tim Allen trading text balloon wisecracks with his wife and three bratty kids? A an RPG with a do-it-yourself theme, such as Tim gathering parts for a robot that destroys the set of Roseanne? Well, here's <laughs> what Absolute Entertainment devised, a side-scrolling action game in which America's favorite handyman wields stable guns, picks, and jackhammers against an assortment of alien beasts. It moves competently enough, but there's something about watching Alan tussle with dinosaurs that makes me want to take out a toolkit and disassemble my NES. Fuck yeah, Entertainment Weekly, take him down a peg. Destroy Tim Allen. So that's all mine, and then once you get to the end of the ride and go through all of this weird bullshit, you get to come out on the set of Tool Time, and then when you go to where, like, the audience would be, that's like a gift shop where you can purchase various wares, like a, a kid's tool set, but it's Benford-themed and shit like that. That's what we would all have there. And that's my ride, fucking home improvement power tool pursuit based on the video game based on the television show imagine if you went to disney world or disneyland 
Like, okay, let's imagine you went to Disney World and you're like, I'm going to get on this this ride that appears to be about the imagination. And then yeah. you get in the little cars and, and you're like, I don't really, like, it seems like we're going to go to an open house. And then all of a sudden, like, the rock and roller coaster happened. <laughs> That's what it's basically what you're going for, I think. Yeah, exactly. Except Ellen's Energy Adventure instead of Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, man. It, it, it would be going to. What ride could you put in that? Because that's. I mean, granted, the queue for Ellen's Energy Adventure doesn't really. There's not really one. There doesn't it's not need a, to be one. It's a theater. It's a <laughs> sit there. Also, I will say the animatronics we use are going to be fully um, Superstar Limo themed. Yeah. So well, it's going to Tim gonna Allen be like was the, in Superstar Limo, and it's very That's awful. where we got it. That's where we got it from, actually, is right there. You just make copies of them? Yeah, like, exactly. Just multiple copies of the exact same Tim Allen, and that's it. Oh, shit. I just realized I had another really good idea. Oh, yeah, I was going to do Back to the Future instead, like do a Back to the Future ride, and that was going to be the setup, and the big running joke would be the fact that Tim Allen was going to fix up a DeLorean that he bought on loan from another theme park because they weren't (laughs) using it anymore. (laughs) And then you would get in the DeLorean, and then you would go through all of these different eras in time. Okay, fuck it. Fuck my original idea. This is the new idea. Tim Allen gets in a DeLorean and takes you through different spots in time before arriving back on the tool time set. It's called, it's called, uh, it's called Out of Tim. That's what it's called. Home improvement out of Tim. That's what it is. <laughs> Tim That's what it said on the Tim. license plate. I mean... All right, so Jim, what did you bring to the table this week? Because it's going to be hard to top Tim Allen fights a dinosaur with a staple gun. Um, so my idea, uh, as I mentioned Bob Vila earlier, was to bring back that classic sitcom rivalry of Tim the Toolman Taylor and Bob Vila. Okay. With the idea being that you would walk up to this show building and there would be two cues one would be for a Bob Vila-themed attraction, and one would be for, like, the Tim Allen, like, Binford-themed attraction. Oh, okay. So, the if you went into the um, the Tim Allen-themed, like, queue, it would basically be like, here's a history of, like, the Tool Time show. And it was, so the queue would be, like, the, the set. Yeah. And, and, like, stuff that Tim is like, cobbled together with from the show. Yeah, that would yeah. be on that side. On the other side would be, like, the Bob Vila, like, museum-type queue. So it's very oh. similar, but it would be, like, more... It would be all Bob Vila-based, like, stuff from his workshop that he came to, like, display. And you would hit a point in the queue where the idea would be that, like, the next section would kind of be where you would get on to the ride vehicle, or, like, maybe two two rooms away. And you would watch a video, and in the video, if you, on each in each queue, you would see like Bob Vila on one or Tim Allen on the other, and he would. But it would be, but it would be staged so that it was like they were in the next room, like that you were stopped right there, and that they're like oh. giving you this instruction before you then move on to the next section of the queue. But while Bob would be talking, all of a sudden Tim would just like barrel through the wall in a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah and completely like destroy like basically the load area for bob's ride so 
you would and you would see this like if you went in the so if you went in the Tim side, you would see like you wouldn't see him on the screen, but you'd hear him, and then all of a sudden you would hear this like crank up of like an engine, and then you would see this like bulldozer ride through on the camera and then just crash through the wall. But when you went into that next room, you would see that there was a bulldozer sitting there. Oh, cool, fuck yeah. And there would be some kind of like animatronic sort of like the at the end of Rise of the Resistance, how the um once you like land back on the planet, there's like this the escape pod with the one general in it or whatever. Oh, okay. I thought would, you were going to say, So you would see like, Tim, like, in that, and he'd be, like, trying to figure out how he was going to, like, get out of the bulldozer, because he's, like, trapped. I thought you were going to say, like, the end of Phil Our Magic, where Donald Duck's <laughs> ass is just sticking out in the audience. So, so now, if you're in the Bob Vila queue, you can't go any farther, so Tim in the bulldozer is like, well, I guess you gotta ride our ride instead. Like, he's, like, and it's obvious that he kind of did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now everybody would then funnel from both queues into into the like loading area for Tim for like the the Binford ride, which would yeah. be set up that it would supposed to it's supposed to be like a ride through like history of like Binford tools, like a weird spaceship Earth sort of a thing. But it would be uh, in the style of like Cosmic Rewind, like that'd be oh. the ride vehicle you'd be in would be like on a swivel. And, and the whole point would be like, oh, you're going to see these, like, little show scenes and ride past them or whatever. But Tim had spent, like, the whole day trying to, like, make the ride better. Oh, okay. And now it's very, very dangerous. So remember how you made that very, very dangerous ride last season? It would be like yeah. that. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, so you would pass by, like, the men's carpet the men's kitchen the men's all of that on throughout this ride but at one point it would just say be like it needs more power and then you have like roller coasters uh my idea would be that there would be some practical effects but the idea would be that bob vila would be continuously saving you from danger in like what his ride vehicle would have been which would have somehow been able to fly and you just would yeah. never explain it so there would be screens over part of the track and around part of the track that would kind of connect together so that if you looked one direction, you might see like a set, like with an yeah. actual, like something dangerous coming at you. But then like, if you look to the other side, you would see the screen, you see like Bob Vila and his, and his wonderful flying machine come and save you. Oh, okay. I like this. So in it's like a weird, like... in like a, if like if the Jetsons were steampunk, it would be something like that. So it's almost like Escape from Gringotts, almost, is what you're designing. Except uh, instead of having that we the Weasley brother, the eldest Weasley, come to save you, it's Bob Via. Yeah. yeah, and it would be done, like, so Tim would be doing narration through the ride vehicle, but it would obviously be like, he would have no idea that you're continuously getting saved from, like, near death. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you also have, like, Al there, and Al's yeah. making little jigs. Yeah, there, there would be this very, like, dry, like, like look at this big f uh, flamethrower we made or whatever, and then, like, Bob Vila's saving your ass repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. I thought, initially, what I thought was you were going to do a very um, Apex... A no, yeah, what, fuck, what was our... Apex was the one where you had the, uh, like, competition rides, wasn't it? Whatever that theme park was that we did eight seasons ago or whatever. A Apex was the superhero theme park. Oh, okay. Well, whatever the second one was, I thought you were going to go down that route. And as you were going through, one is just like a very conventional, 
like, almost carousel of progress, it's so boring, ride through of Bob Bia explaining things to you, but the people on the Tim Allen Benford sides have nail guns, and they're trying <laughs> to destroy Bob Bia's ride and wreck it for everybody there. Well, I feel like that while Tim was very anti-Bob Vila in the show, I, I wanted to give him, like, more a trying to outdo him than destroy him and it's just oh. that, like but he has no idea that like bob made this thing that can fly <laughs> okay I, I like that holy shit this also we broke the curse we've gone over the 22 yeah. sitcom limit this is a very special episode we're we, doing today uh you would end up like uh getting like back into like the the load like the unload area and like Tim would act like, wasn't that ride amazing? Like, and 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 nothing I did backfired. And then like maybe he would you would hear him like get electrocuted over a PA system or something. Just finish off on a high note. No, okay. But uh, holy shit, those both of our rides were dope this week. Fuck yes. I built a Tim Allen time travel one. You built a Tim Allen fucks up Bob V ride. It was very very good. Uh, but what are we going to be doing next week, Jim? What universe are we exploring? Um, I had a thought, and okay. I'm probably going to come back to the other, uh, the, this, this other one, because they could go together in their own area, in, in, in sort of, but I want to do Gilligan's Island. Oh, fuck yes, absolutely, my dude. I like that there was a hint of worry in your voice of like, fucking Scotty, you know what Gilligan's Island is? I, I know, don't know. I, I think he does. <laughs> um, no, I, and I can just go ahead and like spoil this, but eventually I would like to do the Brady Bunch. Oh, hell yes. And do that like just really Sherwood Swartz's epic universe. <laughs> so you're going to be doing that side. Meanwhile, that a era of sitcoms. Meanwhile, I'm like, how I met your mother. Let's do it, baby. Bazinga, Big Bang Theory rides. <laughs> and I guess we'll split the 90s between oh, us. Oh, no. Oh, no. But the Murphy Brown ride. <laughs> Oh shit! What was the uh, what was the David Spade one where he like works? Just in a, shoot uh, me. Was the yeah, the just shoot me, fucking right. I went through a lot of like looking at lists of like sitcoms. <laughs> yeah. Seen. But uh, Jim Murphy, until next week, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart. Just go there and look around. And you can find me on Twitter at SporkLover420 or at <laughs> Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my books on Amazon and you can check out all the other BS Network programs, including Deviant, a space pirate story. You guys need to, it's five episodes now. It's fully bingeable. And the last, ep, the latest episode makes me cry. It gets me excited. It makes me cry. It's a buck wild episode. You guys need to check out Deviant. And if you want to, you can find it at a load of pure BS. Com. And of course, as always, remember to support the Op At Show, whether that be by donating to the Patreon, like our Patreon Saint Ransom Meltzer over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's where you also get access to FAQ, our show where Jim and I talk about some of our favorite theme park rides and the history of it. We just talked about Fidgement 
and it was a very good, good episode. So if you want to listen to that, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or you can pick up your op at merch at merch.loadedpurebs.com. But if you don't have any cash, we understand you can always support by leaving us five stars on iTunes or telling some of your Diz Twitter friends to check out the op ad show. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show. That is spelled O-P-P. A-T-T-S-H-O-W, are you down with O-P-P?